Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and as always I'm joined by Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. Hello. 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 <laughs> Thank you for joining me. And welcome to the news. Huh? It did feel a bit newsy, didn't it? Yeah. This it always I'm... feels like a barbershop, qu- a barbershop hello, quartet hello, to me. Hello. 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 Yeah, Matt's got to do the theme one. <laughs> Good fun. Good. Oh, we do have fun, don't we? we so good. This is our second week back in the studio. In Still the getting studes. used to it. Yeah, I feel a bit out of place. Yeah. I don't know. Like, who am I looking at? <laughs> Where's the audience? Yeah, I know. We have to look at each other again. Mm. Being side by side, we don't have to do that anymore. I know. Now we sit in a fucking circle like idiots. I can I see both your ugly mugs clear as day. <laughs> We're plotting against each other. Yeah. <laughs> who will crack first? <laughs> who will kill you both? <laughs> I'm uh, a little bit delirious because I. I worked today and then came here, so I'm I'm gonna lose it at some point. I'm just letting you know, just warning you. Okay, okay. Good. I'm well rested, and I changed a light in my car today. Something I didn't think that I was capable of, but I did it. Good job. Watched a YouTube tutorial. Where was the light? Uh, the headlight. Like the headlight. Like the oh, main, one of the main shit, ones. Yeah. I've been driving around for about six weeks with one. That's really good. If I got pulled over, I was always going to be like, "What?" I'd say majority really? of people would yeah. uh, get someone else to do that. And you are. You keep saying you're not even handy. I'm, I'm definitely not. But you did lo- it. took a long time. The guy in the video wore gloves, so I put on um, <laughs> the only gloves I could find, which were ones you used to wash the dishes with. Yeah, great. And I took them off after about two minutes because it was very difficult to use. <laughs> you should do a video of you watching that video following his instructions. It's just me going, what? What? Did you know? Okay. Like goggle box for YouTube. Yeah. In the UK, the main lamp... Mm. There's a main lamp in the UK. <laughs> in the, in terms of headlights is high beam. Mm. And oh. the low lamp is the main beam. I was watching a UK video thinking, oh, hang on, what? Because we call the the very bright light the high beam. Anyway. So what? They're just their normal lights are high beam. Is that what you mean? No, their normal light is like a low light. 
They call it low. Call low. Right. We the call main, it parker. Like parker your fog lights, right? lights. Fog lights. I don't think my car has those. I, I mean, think my car just has a light. Yeah, they're like, good luck to you if you're driving this in fog. <laughs> I've got a couple of torches taped to the front of my bonnet. <laughs> I've got like actual torches like me- like medieval. <laughs> well, it's a I got some flames. You got some candles. It's being blown out as soon as you go above 5K an hour. Yeah, that's why I'm always late. Ah, makes sense. <laughs> it's foggy out. Light the candle. <laughs> We said literally before we hit record, we we're gonna we get into that. the okay. subject. I, s- I say it because I know I'm the worst at it. So and you want one of us to? I, yeah, and you're normally you're pretty good at. Uh, <laughs> you're like, oi! I try. <laughs> All right, but, oi! But, I, but I'd say only one in six times. Does it work? Well, you plug something and then. Oh we'll yeah, get I'm, stuck well, in. I'm, go- I'm going to be in Sydney this week. So Sydney listeners, uh, it'd be so cool to see you there. This will be the last time I annoy you with plugs for the show. Because uh, it's the last time I'm doing it. Sydney, this Saturday night, the whatever night that is, 19th, I think, 12th. It's the 12th mm-hmm. of uh, May at Giant Wharf at 9.30. Tickets via mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. It'll be a lot of fun, I believe, and uh, it'll be great to see you there. Also, always a great opportunity to, to bug me, to bug these guys, to bring the show to Sydney if you want us to come back. Do you want which, that to happen? Which I bloody do. Yeah, go and support Matt and maybe we'll do a show in Sydney again. Huh? So the way, Dave, this is how the show works, right? Uh, one of the three of us does a report on a topic that's been suggested by a listener. One of the three of us know what that topic is, the person who's done the report. Mm-hmm. The Thank other goodness. two do not know. The other two of the three. The other two of the three, in case you were wondering <laughs> which two of which. <laughs> And the person doing the report starts the report, gets us on topic by asking the other two a question. This week, Dave is doing a report. Dave, what is your question? All right, here's my question. Patreon people voted for this topic. My question is, when it comes to serial killers, (gasps) what is the scariest weapon they can use? Oh, good stuff. I guess it's like, I'd say... Something blunt. Yeah. (laughs) A spoon. A spoon. (laughs) Oh yuck! He was struck with a spoon nine hundred ninety six times. That's a classic. That's that's a classic uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves line. Mm. He goes, "I'll I'll cut your heart out with a spoon." And his cousin or whatever's like, "Why a spoon? Use a knife." Because it's dull, it'll hurt more. <laughs> Great line. It'll also just be a lot more work for you. A lot more work. It'll take Imagine ages. trying to break skin with a spoon. Oh. Picturing a wooden spoon. Obviously. Oh, wow. The Obviously. only spoon I use. Yeah. <laughs> Stir my coffee with a wooden spoon. I'm guessing I'm a knife, a... machete, or a kitchen knife, butcher's rope. knife. Oh, rope. Getting closer. Nunchucks. No, getting closer with that would take a few hits unless you're really. It wasn't really good. machete. Spear. No, um... Nuclear bomb. Nuclear bomb. <gasps> Guns. Sharp. It is sharp. It's sharp. Uh, my wit. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> axe. Say something. Say something. It's oh, an axe. No! An axe and my axe. <laughs> an axe murderer. No. Oh, you know, I don't like this at all. Is this Always... about Mike Myers' movie? So yeah. I married an axe murderer. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. No, it's a good movie. Did <laughs> you forget talk... that that existed? He's talking about the size of the kid's head. <laughs> We've lost him. We've lost him. Great. Okay. Um, an axe murderer. You hear a lot about, you know, like um, axe murderer, say like, you know, it's just a common trope for for a murderer. But I'd yeah. never really come across an axe murderer I would call in, in real 
history. I would call a creepy looking man an axe murderer. Right. Like he looks like an axe murderer, you know, but I, I don't think I know of an actual yeah, axe you know, murderer. Do you know how many axe murders? The only the only one that comes to mind to me is the uh, the woodchopper in Little Red Riding Hood kills the wolf with an axe. Oh, yeah. So is he not an axe murderer? He is. Wow. He's an an heroic guy. axe murderer. More like an axe hunter, I think, if you're, if you're killing an animal. I think you can call yourself a hunter. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't think butchers <laughs> no, or people you. who... They're fucking murderers, mate. Oh, I agree. As a vegetarian, <laughs> I agree. Even after... Meat is the, murder. Uh, so even at the butchers when the meat is <laughs> yeah. well and truly dead. Oh, yeah. But, every cut um, is still... What, what, does he think that cow was born dead, does he? He knows. Does he think that that <laughs> cut's going to bring it back to life, does he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> If you're a butcher, get in touch. (laughs) Tell us what you think. No, this is about an axe murderer. Uh, This topic is called, and I put it up for the vote with a few other pretty sensational sort of sounding topics, but of course this one got picked. The Axe Man of New Orleans. For some reason I thought you were doing a general report on, on the murderers. idea of axe murdering. No, no, I was, I was just using that question because I knew you wouldn't have probably heard. You have, probably haven't heard of this axe man, I imagine. Axe man. I hadn't. No. Axe is... It's... Dimebag Daryl's the most famous axe man I know. <laughs> it's just such He's a... Also, he also died, so hmm. it's not, not too good for the axe man. Yeah. Moment of silence for dying. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so the axe man of New Orleans, you haven't heard of this topic? I hadn't. It was one of those ones that jumped out at me in the hat amongst the thousands of suggestions. I've never, yeah, I've never noticed it. It sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. And it does not disappoint. Okay. (laughs) 1918. Let me take you back to New Orleans. New Orleans. I know Americans often call it New Orleans, but we usually say New Orleans. NOLA, right? It doesn't make us right. I know, but what? uh, what, Should I pick one and go with it? Yeah. Yeah. Just commit. New Orleans. Go with your heart. Whatever you feel comfortable. New Orleans. Okay. People in Rome don't call it Rome. They call it rum. They call it Paris. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. It is confusing. Okay, They're like, like, when in Paris? And it's like, what? <laughs> what? The rest of us say, when in Rome? They go, what's Rome? <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> uh, Italians. <sighs> okay, 1918, New Orleans. The Big Easy, the birthplace of jazz, home of Mardi Gras, often referred to as the most unique city in the United States. Well, this unique city was about to be terrified by a very unique Serial killer. God, you are just so good at this. <laughs> this is what happens when you put time into the reports. I don't Time do and that. passion. Time and passion. Is this our second New Orleans report? Was your yeah. witch? Oh, no. Was, no, not witch. She was a, like a voodoo queen. Voodoo queen. Oh, New yes. Yeah. The voodoo queen of New Orleans or New Orleans. New Orleans sounded better. For that, that one, yes. That one yeah, yeah. But this one weren't New Orleans. Now, to truly set the scene for this murderer, we have to go back a few years earlier to 1910 where there was a spate of attacks on Italian grocers. Approximately eight years earlier. Mm. Math. That's correct. <laughs> so New Orleans Italian grocers were being attacked. They were from Rome. Originally, most of them Sicilian, Because it's a very French. Not Rome. Know, it's a, quite a French. Yes, the French Quarter is there. But uh, out of all the sta- uh, cities in the uh, in the south of the U.S. at the time, that had the biggest Italian right. population. Most of them Sicilian. Mm. Uh, according to Miriam Davis in her book Axemed of New Orleans: The True Story, so you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> she could be sued if her book wasn't true if she named yeah. it that. So yeah. she's she's confident. She put it on the line. I like that. On uh, August third, nineteen ten. 
Harriet Crutie awoke from her sleep to a man standing over her, brandishing a meat cleaver and demanding money. And if, if she didn't give it to him, he would, quote, do to you what I just did to your husband. So that point. It would have been like this. <laughs> I do it to you what I did just did it to your husband. That's speaking with his hands. <laughs> my Remember, my nana is, is Italian. So, so you can call, do that. Maybe just call her nonna. Nonna. Just to be safe. Okay. <laughs> so cultured. Molto bene. I do it to you. <laughs> Well, just because the killer, the victims are Italian, doesn't mean the attacker is Italian. Oh. May just be a big fat racist. Oh, <laughs> let's not discount that theory. Are they definitely fat though? Yes. <laughs> now <laughs> we'll get to that. Now she's so the meat cleaver said, "I'll do to you what I just did to your husband." It the was meat that, cleaver <laughs> said it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a puppet show. <laughs> the sidekick. She no. was like, I. Dropped some acid last night. <laughs> this mur- is fucking weird. Murder, like, I really don't want to be doing this. <laughs> well, it's too bad. You will do it. Oh, you better do what he says. I can't control him when he's like this. <laughs> no. So basically, he threatened her, saying, I'll do to you what I just did to your husband. It was at that point, because she'd been asleep up until now, she looked over and saw her husband covered in blood, thinking he was dead. So she, she panics, reached under her bed and handed over the then sizable sum of $8. But this wasn't enough for the attacker, who demanded more. His puppet show was worth more than $8. Fair. She, you, gotta, you know what? When you're an artist, yeah. the hardest thing is knowing the worth of your art. And, yep. and like, you know, not just taking free gigs. Like, no, I'm, I work hard. I deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've got a free beer. Would that be enough? <laughs> it's like, make it two. Make it two and I'll be happy. And? A four dollar pizza, thank you. Thank you. Is this a particular gig you've got to pay for? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this eight dollars wasn't enough for the attacker, who demanded more cash. Harriet, however, lied and said that was all she had, even though she had heaps more stuffed under her mattress. Yeah, bitch. Badass. Yes. <laughs> yes. My life is worth a lot more than that. Yes, Queen. Yes, she gets it. And the attacker fled after this. On his way out, the attacker grabbed the family's pet mockingbird's cage, took the cage outside, threw the cleaver in the yard, put his shoes back on. After all, he didn't want to bring mud into the carpet. Oh, he's polite. Uh, Then he freed the bird from the cage, rolled a cigarette and smoked it on the back porch before leaving. Okay, that's odd. Also, I like that she had... $8 $8 stashed yeah, in case smart. of robbing. Two. That's why you have two bank accounts, your main one and the one you want you're, to get robbed. Your rob account. Decoy the one you account. want yeah. to get kept. So you can allocate which one is to be robbed. Unfortunately, I did label it rob this one. <laughs> so, and uh, don't rob this one. It has a lot more in it in the other one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a, a I guess obvious. that's very clear. Yeah, I mean, I suppose I'm targeting that one. So this when when what this did you say eighteen hundreds nineteen ten nineteen ten so this is pre DNA pre fingerprints probably so he's I happy to just throw the there is early fingerprinting but they don't use it it's so early on they don't use it in right. any of these cases yeah because so it's not much what a great time to be a criminal you just throw mm. the weapon really, into the yard it's really the golden age of serial killing yeah yeah now with all the bloody drop yeah, a little hair if you were or a, like someone with compulsions to kill you'd be now you'd be like. Damn it. Yeah, it would really suck, wouldn't it? It would really suck. Living in this day and age with a compulsion to kill, no no good. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, obviously that's a pretty uh, crazy 
uh, story about this meat cleaver guy. Some historians debate that it may have been exaggerated, this one. But what is definitely true is that both Harriet and her husband survived. Right. So was that blood? Or had he been eating a pie in bed again? Because <laughs> <laughs> I swear to a, God, a George, <laughs> if you fucking get more crumbs in this bed. That's a saucy pizza. He's <laughs> covered so he looks like he's covered in blood. And he's falling asleep because he's full. I was thinking. I was thinking for a second that this murderer was so, or this thief was so genius that he poured made, blood on Made them? him look. Yeah, That's exactly what I thought. So I'm Fake like, that blood. is so smart. No, he chopped the shit out of him. He just didn't chop him enough. Right. That's disappointing. So smart. <laughs> So smart. Why didn't they just pull fake blood on him? Uh, duh. Yeah, if he's, I mean, he's a meat cleaver. You think he's the butcher or her? Women can be mass murderers too. Thank you. Um, yes, queen. <laughs> but I, <laughs> maybe it was Harriet all all oh, along. See, that's that's always it's always someone in the you know someone close. It is always it's often someone close, isn't it? I mean, you guys are probably the people I see most frequently. Oh. I don't know. Shout if, out to your that, family. Is that a threat or a... no? I'm just, no, I'm just a little concerned now. Oh, okay. Hmm. Me too. Yeah, you always get killed by one of your podcast's <laughs> co-hosts. I've heard that. There's it's an old adage. So yeah. many statistics from, from 1910. Hmm. The attacks continued, and although they were vicious, none were fatal until 1911, when grocer Joe Davies' body was found. He wasn't just gross. <laughs> He was grosser. Uh, showing injuries that appeared to have been inflicted by a meat cleaver. His body was fucked up and his brains were literally beaten out of his skull. Ew, oh. Dave. I don't know why I'm mad at you, but I am. Yeah, don't say fucked up. <laughs> Sorry. His, his brains were effed up and his Thank you. brains were literally beaten out of his skull. Oh, that's the bit I don't like. <laughs> Change that bit for me and the other bit okay, for Matt. His okay. body was effed up and his brains... Remained inside his skull. Thank you. Probably don't even have to make a note of that. You would have assumed it. <laughs> I assume you would have assumed. But I'm I'm thorough. You know, so assuming makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, what connected these murders? I think to- assuming makes an ass out of you and Ming. <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, we had a dog called Ming. <laughs> well, <You> that's. <laughs> That's who we're talking about here. <laughs> You're going to make an ass out of me and Ming. Yep. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, what connected these uh, attacks together were both the types of victims, Italian grocers, and the fact that the attacks used meat cleavers and the weapons had been found in the people's own house. So this guy wasn't BYO meat cleaver. Right. He broke in, went to your kitchen, <gasps> grabbed your meat cleaver and then attacked you. I don't it. have a meat cleaver. Yeah. He would have left. As a vegetarian, I guess you wouldn't. I don't either. You it. don't cleave much meat. I've got knives, but they're for chopping veggies. Yeah, no. Nah. That's, that's a classic thing in, in some horror movies, some scary movies. Maybe I'm just thinking of, of Scream. But, they, you know, they'd show a shot of the kitchen, there'd be knives on display. Later in the movie or not long later, they'd show it again and there'd be clearly one One's of them gone. missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a little sign that says... Put sixth knife here. Yeah, or it's like dusty, so it's left. Yeah, it's a little silver. <laughs> really obvious. But they haven't used that knife in a while. Hope they wash it first. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to get, get cross dust, contamination, dust infection. Ugh. <laughs> Nothing worse. Some people are allergic to it. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, imagine, imagine if that's what killed you. Oh, you survived fun. the stabbing, but the dust infection oh, got you. You didn't get dust in me, did you? Oh, I'm death. I need my epipen. <laughs> Down I go. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel Goodbye. world. 
Paul! Paul! <laughs> I wasn't mad until I saw the dust. That's uh, that, you know, the sometimes people kill themselves. What am I <laughs> With dust. With the, sitting in the car, running a the pipe yeah. from your exhaust in your car. Sure. But these people would do it from their vacuum cleaner, <laughs> run it on reverse. <laughs> <laughs> well, like hooking up, hook it up to a snorkel. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love where your brain goes. <laughs> People killing themselves with a vacuum cleaner. Jeez Louise. What a way to go. <laughs> I say it's painless. Imagining them testing it on a bowling ball. <laughs> you know, in vacuum cleaner ads, they're always like, look, it can pick up a bowling ball. Look, it can suffocate this bowling ball. <laughs> That's the fucking dumbest thing. <laughs> Somehow you made it dumb. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I see something and I think I'm just going to add some dumbness here. <laughs> All right, so this first actual killing led the murderer to be referred to as the cleaver. Oh, I like that. But then Hello, I'm the cleaver. Where is this? <laughs> New Orleans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, do, now do your voice. Can I do it again? <laughs> Hello, I'm the cleaver. <laughs> Hello, I'm an expat cleaner. <laughs> expat cleaner? <laughs> oh, he's given away some more of the story. Spoiler. Uh, but su- suddenly the cleaver's attack stopped. The cleaver seemed to have given up. The cleaver refer to themselves in the third person. I'm giving up. I've had enough. I've had enough. All right. All right. <laughs> I also spent some time down under. <laughs> Picked up a couple of their phrases. Oh, the dingo's got me fucking baby. G'day. It's like aloha. You can use it to start the end. All right. G'day. Aloha. I'm off. G'day. <laughs> what is wrong with us? Okay, so the attack stopped. This is the preamble, by the way. This is the, pre- this is the little little intro to suck people in. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, isn't this about an axe murderer? So the attack stopped. But thankfully for this report, the attacks again started six years later, Ooh. December 1917. I'm back, baby! <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair gap if, you're, gap if you're saying it's the same killer. All four members of the Andalina family were attacked in their home by an unknown assailant brandishing a small hatchet. That's a type of axe. Small axe, here we go. All and right. also a We're terrible in. book that I read in year seven. Had to study. The hatchet or hatchet, one of the two. It was real shit. It's also what uh, chickens do. <laughs> um. take a little, you want to take a little time out over there, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> you just look like you're about to give yourself one. So you just jumped in. <laughs> yeah. Time out. Let me put you out of your misery. <laughs> I was trying to do the Dave thing and making something dumber, but I overcooked it. Much like a chicken. <laughs> Much like a chicken. No. Uh, all four members of the Andalina family survived, and at the time it wasn't clearly linked to the Cleaver attack earlier in the decade. In hindsight, though, we now know that the killer was back. Bum, bum, ba. On May 22nd, 1918, a few months later, Joseph Maggio and his wife Catherine were sound asleep above their grocery shop. He's attacking Italians. They were they were Italian and grocers. So Italian grocers. Oh, oh, he's got a weird vendetta against yeah. grocers yeah. and Italians. 
Or is he is he an Italian grocer taking out competition? competition. Mm, good early theories like this. A man broke Mole into their people. home. I was going to ask you for your theories later on. I assumed it was going there. I'm glad we've gone early. Mole people. <laughs> Always. So a man broke into the home while they were sleeping. And uh, not just any man. This was an axe man. <gasps> mini, 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 mini. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, people. <laughs> Uh, Rips doing, a sick guitar solo. Doing a lot leaves. of devil horns with his fingers. Yeah, and they were all like, "This is awesome." I was tired, but this is <laughs> this has awoken me. <laughs> uh, he gained entry into their house by chiseling off one of the panels of their back door and crawling through. Holy shit! He really wants this. <laughs> Walked into their bedroom. He first sliced the couple's throat with a straight razor. He's got the need to cleave whilst they slept. <laughs> Okay, Ask me what not... I've got the need for. What have you got the need for? The need to cleave. Swing. <laughs> Cut their throat. Why do you get a boner? Swing. Swing, swing. Then he, just to make sure that uh, he was doing it properly, after he cut their throats, he bashed their heads in with their own axe. Oh okay, so they had an axe. Yeah. So, uh, presumably somewhere around the house. Yeah. They didn't have a garden shed. No, I was just lying around. They just had an axe so, lying The lesson around. here is pick up after yourselves, people. Yeah, you live kids. in filth, you'll die in your own filth. Filth being an axe. <laughs> now, sleeping in the room next door was Joseph's brothers, Jake and Andrew, who were awoken by the throat-cutting kerfuffle. Uh, Joseph... They heard I the bone up. It, I don't know if that can be counted as a kerfuffle. Double murder. It's a kerfuffle. Oh, okay, okay. Is it a double murder? Joseph initially survived. Initially. But, but quickly died after his brothers <laughs> discovered him. <laughs> By which point, uh, Catherine was already dead. So, yes, murder. it's a murder. Her throat having been cut so deep that her head was nearly severed from oh, her shoulders. Okay. All right. So, yes, Matt, it is a double murder. Uh. People, the people want blood. I, yeah, true. But I also would have liked to sleep tonight. I actually had a nightmare last night. Not kidding. Big, uh, based on the report. I think it was from this. Can oh. I? Oh, I really want to tell you about the dream I had last night. Okay, was it about the Axeman? No. Can, Can I tell you real quick? Yeah, yeah. So last night I, I had my alarm set for 9 o'clock this morning and I... Me too! Oh, my God. Oh, my God, this is terrifying. And I had a dream that I woke up at like 12 and I had to be at work before 1. So I was like, oh, no. But then I actually woke up from that dream, checked my phone. It was quarter past 8. I was fine. I went back to sleep. Had the same dream again, except this time in my dream my boyfriend had... I had slept through the alarm and he'd woken up and turned it off oh, and gone back to sleep. And I woke been furious. I woke up at like 12.30. Right, and anyway, so then I actually wake up from the dream and I, now I have no idea what the fuck's <laughs> happening. I don't know if I'm awake or not. The alarm's gone off. I'm awake. And I told Aiden the dream and then he said he had a dream in which – uh, he'd heard about this TV show that had won 12 Emmys and it was entirely in Morse code. <laughs> Daytime Emmys or regular Emmys? I don't know. Regular, let's say. I love wow. that that's your question. Well, that's pretty good. But he was like, he'd heard about this show in his dream. He's like, i got to check that out. Morse code. <laughs> beep, 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 his beep, dream beep. beat my double dream. I thought it was cool that I had a double dream. No, a double dream's pretty, like, it. Think, same I, thing. I think your dream won. Isn't that crazy? But in the second dream, I was aware of the first dream. And then when I actually woke up, I was like, I don't know what fucking year it is. It feels like an annoying TV show. Um, my uh, dream was about an axe murderer. So let's talk about him now. Sorry for derailing. Just wanted to share. No, it's fine. Uh, the only calling card left behind by the killer was the bloodied axe. 
Police ruled out robbery as a motivation for the attacks as money and valuables left in plain sight were not stolen by the intruder. It was all very mysterious and chilling. Uh, police made the connection with the murder of the Maggio couple with the previous spate of Italian grocery attacks six years earlier that I mm. talked about at the start of the episode because in addition to the similarities in victim, using a weapon in the home and the method of entry, one clue that seemed to suggest a possible connection was they found outside possibly a second calling card. I may have lied about that because there was a message found in chalk near the scene of the crime that said, quote, Mrs. Maggio will sit up tonight just like Mrs. Tony. The last victim of the previous spree of attacks was found to have been a man by the name of Tony Schiambria. Tony and his wife had been attacked in bed also. Perhaps she was the Mrs. Tony. Mrs. Tony. She was talking about. Mm. Well, she had firstly her own first name and that's her husband's first name. Please, my wife is Mrs. Tony. (laughs) (laughs) You can call me Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't know why I called you Mrs. Tony, but all right. Hi, I'm Tony. This is my wife, uh, Mrs. Tony. I don't know. (laughs) So they made this, uh, they did make a connection and police were now praying that this was not the beginning of another murder spree. Spoiler alert, it definitely was. (sighs) Thank you so much for putting in spoiler alert there, so I had the chance to skip forward 15 seconds and go. (laughs) (laughs) We've got another killing here. Louis Bessemer and his mistress, saucy, Harriet Lowe, were discovered in the back of his grocery. Another Harriet. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. This is true. Louis and and Harriet. Mm, He's not not married, just his mistress. That's okay, Dave. Let's not shame people. I'm not shaming them, but that was uh, quite scandalous (coughs) in 1918 New Orleans. So um, a baker named John Zanker was making his morning deliveries to all the different groceries. He should have been a banker, not a baker. Mm. Banker Zanker. You got one wrong. Idiot. He just couldn't quite hear the careers counsellor. Sorry, what was that? A banker. Baker. Baker. All right. I'm really good with numbers and terrible at bread, but okay. (laughs) Also got very bad hearing. (laughs) Help me. Uh, No one answered the front door when he knocked, so he went out the back and Lewis himself came to the door covered in blood and claimed to have been attacked. His mistress, Harriet Lowe, had also been assaulted by an axe-wielding man who had first struck Bessemer, Lewis, in the right temple, leaving him with a skull fracture and then slashed his lover over her left ear. She was unconscious. The axe, which had belonged to Lewis himself, was found in the bathroom of the apartment. The intruder had gotten in the same way, chiseling out a panel of the back door. And crawling in like a little dog. In, yeah. Like a little, he's made a, a cat flap. <laughs> he's made a small cat flap. <laughs> <laughs> he crawls on in. <laughs> Lewis survived the attack and Harriet would hang on for seven weeks before dying of her injuries. She used her final weeks, according to this is Mysterious Universe, to make, which is a cool website, to make, quote, increasingly rather bizarre and contradictory statements to police about who she thought the attacker was. End quote. First saying it was a black man. Then a white man, because she said initially that it was a black man, they arrested Louis Uberkin, who was a black guy who had just started working at the grocery store. Harriet then changed her story and said it was actually her lover, Louis, another Louis, who had attacked her. Oh. The guy that had a fractured skull. She was like, no, he was the axe guy, and accused him of being a German spy. Okay. <laughs> so she's just sort of pointing fingers, describing, you know, varying descriptions of who the attacker is. This caused a media storm because of the vicious nature of the crime, the fact that it was the second attack by this possible serial killer. It was between two unmarried lovers, so a bit of a scandal there, one of whom might now be a German spy. So the media are laughing. And this is World War One now, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yes, the year was 1941. 18. Okay, I fucked it up. 
It's not World War One. 1918, yes it is. 1918? Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying 18. Oh, my God, I'm so confused. Okay. Yeah, this is 1918. That is World War One. Can confirm. Can confirm. Right. Uh, the grocery store worker, Louis Subicon, that Harriet originally fingered Went to trial but was found not guilty. I enjoyed writing that. He was found not guilty mainly because her husband, who'd also been attacked, was kept saying, it's not our worker, it wasn't our worker. She just said it was me too and I'm not a German spy. So Harriet eventually passed on after pointing the finger at many different people. After fingering many people. She also had quite a head injury yeah, and nobody thought maybe cognitively something's not, yeah. You are. But yeah. we'll come back to them later in the show. Oh, my God. Yay. About a month later on August 5th, the Axeman struck again. Eerily, it was the same day that the aforementioned Harriet Lowe succumbed to her injuries. Oh. So the day she passed on, he struck again. On the night of uh, August 5th, as I said, 28-year-old, eight-month pregnant Anna Schneider awoke to a dark figure standing over her. He then repeatedly bashed in her face with what was later speculated to be a lamp. Their axe was also missing, missing from the back shed. Her husband returned later than usual that night to find his wife covered in blood. But thankfully, she survived and gave birth to a healthy girl just two days oh, after the attack. Fuck. Did you hell. say she was pregnant before? Yeah, eight months pregnant. Eight months, very pregnant. Oh, my God. I would have been writing that a lot harder. If... Yeah, I looked at you like, oh, he's going he's yeah, to be I, very upset that's here. That's why I got to it oh, quite... What is, is this a surprise birth? <laughs> Do they know? <laughs> Ta-da! I, I tried to get to it quite quickly to put you at ease. I oh, appreciate that. No need. Apparently, because he wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Uh, Mrs. Schneider, the one that had given me. Mrs. Schneider. (laughs) Um, And their axe was missing. Mrs. Schneider, your axe is missing. (laughs) Look, I'm just reading reading it as I see it, which is incorrectly. (laughs) Mrs. Schneider, couldn't uh, recall I'm Rob Schneider. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know that episode of South Park? Fucking great one. Rob Schneider is a stapler. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Schneider is a carrot rated PG-13. Anyway, Mrs. Schneider couldn't recall, this is the one that's given birth, uh, couldn't recall much of the attack, but claimed that she had been attacked by a dark figure that resembled some sort of phantom. The phantom of the opera is there. What does phantom mean? I just thought because the phantom's the guy in the purple. Yeah, the the phantom of the opera wears a suit. And a mask. Does it just mean they're a ghost? Wearing a mask. Yeah, it's it's just another word for ghost. Ghost and a mask. Phantom. Here we go. Phantom menace? What does that mean? The ghost of menace. (gasps) Wow. No, the ghost menace. I put off in there. The phantom of menace. (laughs) A phantom. Noun. A ghost. A figment of the imagination. Not real. Oh. Ooh, okay. So that's that's so actually she resembled kind of... something not, not real. real. Okay. All right. Is her name Harriet as well? Honestly, no. She, what's she? Mrs. Schneider. She's Mrs. Schneider. <laughs> Harriet Schneider. No. It was at this point the lead investigators began to publicly speculate that the attack was related to the previous incidents involving Beshima and Maggio. Beshima. Yes, the city had a serial killer on its hands. On its hands. Oh, my God. I mean, he's only been successful in one out of the three attacks, but still serial killer. You know any time on the news they're like, oh, somebody's, you know, wielding a knife in, and they name a suburb in Melbourne? I'm like, oh, God. No. That, that's terrifying. Mm. Oh, yeah. But they're this like, is crazy. Okay, Melbourne. <laughs> There's an axe murderer loose. Okay. 
Thank you. Well, just this next sentence is not going to make you feel any better. The axe man's thirst for blood was quill... Quilly. <laughs> Damn it. Was, Jess, was, was he right? Does this make you feel yeah, worse? Yeah, I'm shitting Jess myself. To, I'm, I'm terrified. Stop. <laughs> Please, Dave, you're killing me. Was clearly not quenched by the attack on Anna Schneider. Queerly. Because just five days later, he struck again. Oh, Imagine no. how chilling that would have been if I didn't fuck it. <laughs> could have been chilled to the core, Matt. Yeah. I'd give you time. This would be like five minutes of thawing out time. That, that's Matt's it is. already I'm lukewarm. Yeah. No, fuck. It's like a tepid soup. <laughs> that's not what you want to be tepid. No, no. What do you that. want to be tepid? Hug. A, you want a tepid hug? Yeah. I don't want a hot hug. That's weird. Yeah, exactly. Think about yeah. that. Warm is nice. Warm hugs, nice, Dave. Uh, tepid pool, pool water. Oh yeah, good one. If it, yeah. If it's, not if it's that supposed hot. to be, or if there's just been some kids in it, that's not good. Oh no. Oh, God. Wait, what does tepid mean? Oh, it means a ghost, okay? <laughs> Stop making me Google words. Because <laughs> it's somewhere between. I, I, I thought it was like, like a room temperature-ish. Yeah. Is it? So your own blood? All right, new show idea. <laughs> Someone picks a word from the dictionary and the others have to try and guess what they think it means. Oh, I love it. Boulder Dash. I'm just Googling it. Last thing I Googled was how do you know you have a tapeworm? So that's good. Wow, do you reckon you've got Tepid. one? I don't know. My stomach hasn't been great that's for That's why I was playing that tapeworm song by System of a Down when you walked in before. Oh, I, know. I thought you were... I didn't know what you were doing. Tepid. Only slightly warm. Lukewarm. Yeah, there right. you go, Matt. So you are tepid. Sure am, Fuck, baby. It wasn't worth it. Sorry, Dave, do go on. All right, here we go. So uh, he struck again. The quench was not thirst. Other way round. You know what I mean. Jesus. Pauline and Mary Bruno, two sisters living with their eight-year-old uncle Joseph, awoke when they heard the sound of scuffling coming from their uncle's bedroom. Scuffling. Ooh. They ran in and claimed to have seen Joseph being attacked by a tall, dark, heavy-set figure in a dark suit who was wearing a slouch hat. Oh, Fat yeah. racist. Mm. The attacker ran when one of the girls screamed out. The sisters would later emphasise that the, despite the man's size, the intruder had been, quote, awfully light on his feet. A dancer. Oh, I like that good. theory. Or maybe, maybe it's someone who's wearing clothes to look heavyset when they're not. Oh, fat, fat suit. suit. Definitely. Big Mama's house. Yes. Or it could be like a, a 1980s AFL footballer. There were a lot of big units there but who quite were very quick. athletic. Yeah. yeah. Tony Plugger Lockett. Yeah, I think you're really making generalisations if you assume that all people who are maybe a bit more heavy set are going to walk around like, doom, doom. Yeah. Like, that's that's silly. That's ridiculous, Well, Dave. take that up with Pauline and Mary Bruno who yeah. have no doubt dead by now. Yeah. But also some some people just walk really heavy on their heels, you know, yeah. and it doesn't matter how big you are. You just, like, if you have to live with them, you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Dave, stop fat shaming is the moral of that story. Yeah, I think they're mainly trying to imply that he's some sort of phantom. See the word ghost. See the word tepid. See tepid. <laughs> Page 161 of the Concise Oxford Dictionary. I think we should do that as a bonus episode of where we choose a word. I think that'd be That's very fine. fun. Okay, we can do that. Choose, Great. A, choose a word each and the other two have to. Maybe we'd have to come in with a few words probably. Yeah, I'm not you, riffing for like let's get ten some, minutes a word. Let's get some suggested words. Ah, very good. Ones that you. I mean, I was going to say weird words, but we couldn't even decipher the word <laughs> phantom or tepid. <laughs> so any word, teacup. What is it? What does it mean? <laughs> it's a cup for tea, Dave. 
I don't know. I'm going to Google that. Your little face, though, was so cute just then. What does that mean? What does it mean? What is it? (laughs) Teacup. Definition. Doesn't even come up with a definition. That's how obvious it is. Teacup. It's it's when you're... you know, you're zhuzhing up a room, adding more uh, teak. teak. You take it up. I love it. Teak up. <laughs> Took way too long to get there, Bob. Sorry Jess. about that. Thank you for jumping in. Jess, you're not right, but you're not wrong. How? A cup from which tea is drunk. Yep. Hmm. All right, you are right. You're just not wrong. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. He, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Uh, the, so the attacker ran away, awfully loud on his feet, despite being Loud on his feet? Did you say loud on his feet? Dave, please stop the The attacker up. floated away through the wall. He heard someone yell out, free buffet, and ran to the window. <laughs> All you can eat. I'm a fatty boy. I've got to go. <laughs> Bye-bye. You're doing the opposite of what I requested to <laughs> He's such a fat man. Probably couldn't drive. He's too fat to get in the car. Cars also, invented that. Also, pretty early for cars. <laughs> I think they were they were early. Yeah, they were around late eighteen hundred. Yeah, but he probably not everyone had one. Had one. Have one. Not every axe murderer had a car yeah. back then. <laughs> uh, Uncle Joe, remember Uncle Joe? Eighty years old. Yes. He'd been hit on the head and received two large cuts. He managed to walk to the ambulance. Pay cuts. <laughs> he managed to walk to the ambulance once it arrived, yet he died two days later oh. due to severe head trauma. Oh, you're kidding. It's pretty good, isn't it? Getting hit, struck twice, you're conscious to the ambulance and then... Do you know what? If I'm on. calling an ambulance, I don't care what it's for. They can come get me. <laughs> like, you know, I pay my ambulance membership. I've got to check that. Put me in the... Yeah, you really do. Put me on the trolley thing and wheel me out. Okay? You're trained to do it. I'm not walking. Trolley thing, another one. We don't know the, the word. Gurney. Gurney. Yeah, I was thinking it. I will call it a trolley thing because <laughs> I pay my <laughs> membership. I pay their wages. I love it when people say that. That's good. I well, pay your wages. Especially now that you work for the ABC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the taxpayers pay my wages. Thank you, That's Australian true. taxpayers. I want to get my eight cents worth, Jess. Well, tune in, uh, Triple J. <laughs> uh, so Uncle Joe, he's gone. 
I'm so sorry. He died. But when uh, police arrived, they discovered that the back door had again been chiselled in and a bloody axe was found in the backyard. Does he ever just try the lock? You know? He probably tries that first. Ah, I'd hope so. Or he just likes chiselling. Who doesn't love a good chisel? I love it. Uh, People were very scared now. It seemed like the axe man could strike at any time, able to gain access and disappear at will. There was now a state of extreme chaos in the city, with residents living in constant fear of an axe man attack. Newspapers started to refer to the attacker at this point as the Axe Man, and this did nothing to quell people's fears. <laughs> if anything, it made him seem even te- more terrifying. <laughs> uh, people began to make numerous reports about missing axes, uh, reports of shadowy figures lurking in the darkness, and even some finding their doors chiselled open. Wow. So people are like... F- the the first few, you could be like, you misplaced the axe. That figure was a shadow. That mm. shadow figure was a shadow. Mm. <laughs> That door. Uh, the chisel door, that one's harder. Yeah. <laughs> that door always had a an, missing panel. An angry bear. Hello. Hello. You've got food in there. Yeah. Bear's hungry. Okay. Leave food out for a bear, you idiot. Yeah, leave it out. Are you kidding? Don't leave it in. How stupid are you? <laughs> <laughs> At nightfall, people began to barricade themselves in their own homes because now there's an axe man and bears on the loose. <laughs> It's very dangerous out there. It's a terrible time. Armed men started keeping watch over their families and their neighbourhoods. More police were deployed to patrol the streets. In short, the city was fucking terrified. Yeah. Imagine if it happened now. You'd be so scared. I'd be scared. Matt wouldn't be scared. (laughs) Well, I mean, everyone has CCTV now. Yeah, no, it sounds awful. So we've got vision of you being smashed in the face with an axe. Yeah, but then we got the guy who did it. Oh, true. But what if it's a phantom ghost? Oh, yeah, you're right. They don't yeah, show they up on, on camera. <laughs> not on CC TV. Certainly not. Oh, on September 13, just over a month just floating after. floating cloaks. What's that? What's that? That's just a floating I can't coat. identify that. Just over a month after the killing of Uncle Joe, a man named Paul Durrell Jr. went to open his corner store when he found a panel from the store's door removed. Outside, police later found footprints on the fence surrounding the yard. They suspected that the axe man had attempted to get into their house. Durrell and his family survived, sleeping soundly throughout the night. The intruder had been able to get the panel off the door, but he could not stick his hand through to open it from the inside. That's because Durrell had stacked cans of tomatoes in front of the door, and those cans of tomatoes may have just saved their lives. I mean, Daryl's Daryl's really leaning into the Italian stereotype. (laughs) Just just a delivery. (laughs) I'll put a can of tomatoes in the front. (laughs) What do you want of these tomatoes? <laughs> oh, chuck them in front of the door. Which door? The back of the door. I'll pay you later. Dave. What, oh, I'm doing an Australian. What nationality is your nonna? Right. Uh, Nick Giannopoulos. <laughs> you didn't know that's not a nationality. That's a Greek-Australian comedian. No, he's Greek. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> Not sorry to the Italians. <laughs> Just put him in front of the door. I'll pay you later. Pay you later. Fuck? Put him in front of the door. Huh? <laughs> Stop. He's already called you on it. Stop doing it. Is that not okay? They, I mean, they. it does seem to be still the, maybe the one. Yeah. Maybe that in French that, um, people, that people yeah. get away with. No, we wouldn't be leaning into this if this was set in China. Oh, well, I beg to differ. <laughs> I think it would sound a little something. <laughs> I like this. 
Imagine. Fuck. Uh, the X-Men seemed to lie low for several months. People began to hope and pray that the X-Men's reign of terror was finally over. But it was not. <laughs> In fact, on March 10th, 1919, he stepped up the brutality. Yay! Atta- oh, no. Matt's not going to like this. Attacking Rose and her husband, Charles Cordomiglia, as well as their infant daughter, Mary. Aww. Charles and Rose both suffered skull fractures but survived. Sadly, baby Mary did not. I mean, I don't like that either. They're starting to sound a bit fucked. <laughs> yeah, do you reckon? <laughs> it's yeah. just, just getting fucked now. Uh, the sev- severely injured family were not fa- were found when their neighbour and fellow grocer, Iolando Giordano, came to investigate the noise. Again, the back door had been chiselled off and the axe that was used in the attack belonged to the family. It was found covered in blood, just casually sitting on the back porch. After she recovered, Rose told police that she and the family had been attacked by Iolando the neighbour that had come to their rescue. She told them that Iolando and his son Frank had committed the attack together, despite the fact that her husband said this wasn't true and that Iolando was a 69-year-old and in poor health man uh, who was not able to brutally swing an axe and that his son Frank was overweight and way too fat to have squeezed through the hole in the back door. How, yeah, how are people just like, like trying to settle scores or something? Yeah, and the police arrested them anyway. Right. Despite people are just fingering anyone. Oh, there's too much a fingering. lot of people getting fingered. Despite the lack of evidence against them, the fact that they couldn't even do it, and the husband was saying, she, my wife's lying, Iolanda was sentenced to life in prison and his fat son Frank was sentenced to death. Oh, my God. What? They were in jail a year before Rose admitted that she was lying and had oh. accused them of the attack because they had competed with her own business. Okay. Settling yep. a score. Holy Whoa. shit. How that is that? That's so not Okay. It took her a whole year to be like... And the husband, surely the husband saying it's not true is enough to get yeah, that... Yeah, enough doubt. Quashed. Quash it. Quash it. Dave, can you Google quashed? Quashed. Do they sell that at the grocery? So you just have to have it. What do you think quashed means? Have a go. Yeah, it's like it means squash. like... Uh, like Cru- crush. Nullifies a... Oh, good one. A, 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 a charge. Would you say put an end to or suppress? Yes. No, I would not have said that. Right. Well, one of you was right, Matt, Matt in this instance. That's interesting. You'll, you'll have another go later. I'm sure we'll come across another word. Hmm. You know, they know, so they know the MO is chiseling through the back door. Surely yep. people are going, you know, there's people, armed people watching over the houses. Surely it's just like fixing up that back door. Yeah, just stacking the tomatoes up. Stacking the tomatoes or even just like being near the, I'd put my bed near the back door. Right? Oh, so, God. so it could you'd kill hear... you really easily. No, as soon as you're going to hear chiseling. <laughs> Man of a thousand noises. <laughs> chiseling Keep number that was, 673. That was, a, that was a donkey chiseling through a big door. Wow, using its hoof or what? Yeah. That's what's happening in the bed of the back door, eh? <laughs> That's a donkey boning uh, on a squeaky bed while he's chiseling through your back door. Oh, a couple of, of your <laughs> friend's donkey. So it's two donkeys having sex, right? <laughs> I think I might have had to add a third. I think I might have lost control there and added a third in. No, I think there was still the two. Two donkeys. Yeah, it wasn't a donkey orgy. No, a dorgy. A dorgy. <laughs> it was just two donkeys. Yeah, two yeah. trying to have another donkey. Yeah, really chiseling through the back door. It's an old euphemism they use in nineteen twenties. New Orleans. It hadn't quite come into vogue mm. at the time of this story. Well, they were pioneering it. I'm really looking forward to the Dugo animation of that. 
<laughs> Thank you, Joe. <clears throat> so uh, this attack. And John, who actually does the animations. <laughs> oh, sorry. His uh, Twitter handle is Joe Didia. Yeah. Oh, At Joe Didia. Sorry, Joe. But it was John. <laughs> and John. Apologize to both of you. <laughs> we'll see ourselves out. Uh, so this attack, the one where she lied and uh, fingered the fat guy and his, oh, and his why dad. You, you've never shown any weirdness to overweight people before. There's nothing weird. It just, honestly, the fat got him off. He couldn't fit through the door. <laughs> the fat, fat got, him, got off. him off. Are we talking to the donkey again? When she was fingering him. Oh, this is lost. We're, we're losing. So this attack was on March the 10th, 1919. This was followed just a few days later by one of the most memorable parts of the killer's story. Yeah, so far it's been pretty forgettable. <laughs> Yawn. Just another, just another axe murderer. <laughs> just slashing people's throats, you know. But what's the pitch, you know? I mean, there's millions Give of axe murderers. Right, what makes you different? I've got the pitch. Okay. A New Orleans newspaper called the Times Picayune, which still exists, Picayune uh, is a small coin. Pokemon. That's how much it, the, the paper would cost. I actually did a bit of dictionary stuff myself. Um, the Times received a letter from someone claiming to be the Axe Man. The author listed their return address as hell. Why do murderers always write in? They love writing letters. I suppose they've got downtime they between love, murders. They love big noting themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's either that, but is that. It feels like that's got to be the minority. Most of them don't want to be found. But a few. But also, I reckon a lot of them end up being hoaxes, right? It's people just... True. I don't... What's the motivation of the pers- the non-murderer trying to get in on it? Because all you're doing is fucking up the investigation. But, like, the BTK wrote letters, didn't he? Yeah, he gave himself BTK. And Jack the Ripper ah. did. Yeah, well, Jack the Ripper, there were multiple ones, and they're not 100% sure if anyone's Yeah, and true. the Zodiac. Zodiac, So there yeah. were definitely false ones mm. for the Ripper, but... I don't think they're 100% if there's any real. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yep. So he's written a letter. Return address, hell. Very melodramatic. I've I've lifted my favourite parts of the letter here. This is it. Esteemed mortal of New Orleans. All right, mate. They have never caught me and they never will. Okay. They have never seen me for I am invisible. You're not. I mean, they have seen him. They've definitely seen you. They've described him. He was wearing his fucking slouch hat. Yeah, you're pretty light on your feet. But they've definitely seen you. I'm not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. How are you holding a pen? <laughs> I'm using a typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> I am what you Orleans and your foolish people call the Axe Man. <laughs> Undoubtedly, you Orleans think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am. All right, not denying it. But I could be much worse if I wanted to. Why? If I wished, I could pay a visit <clears throat> to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens. And the worst, for I am in a close relationship with the angel of death. Oh, infamous butcher. It's a Slayer song that comes up every uh, every few months on this podcast, I reckon. Angel of death. But you, you, what, what, I'm saying, I'm addressing you as the murderer, sorry. What? (laughs) Okay, let me channel him. You... So you you're going after a very exclusively like a very niche market in all Italian grocers. Yeah. Why does your letter not mention that? You're from hell. What's he- what's the devil? What's this demon? What what do you have against grocers? <laughs> I didn't anticipate this question. <laughs> okay. Right. This press conference is over. Wow. <laughs> the murderer held a press conference. Yeah. This was very dumb. I have to go. <laughs> We've all seen you now. I'm invisible. There's police at the door. <laughs> I'm a killer. You're under arrest. I am the devil. 
<laughs> Look over there. Oh, thank God. Got to go. Take him away, toys. <laughs> Let's do what the kid says. Now, uh, continuing the letter. This is my favorite bit. Oh, no, the next bit is my oh favorite God, bit. But anyway, more. now, to be exact, at 12.15, earthly time. Oh, get fucked. On next Tuesday night, I'm going to Passover, New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. Oh, my God, this sucks. I am very fond of jazz music. (laughs) I'm fucking serious. I am very fond of jazz music. And I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. If everyone has a jazz band going, well, then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of you people who do not jazz it out on that specific night, if there be any, will get the axe. Well, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. (coughs) There's three of us here, right? All three of us live in different homes. Sorry to uh, shatter the illusion. Well. How can, how can, so if if I was to, I need a jazz band, right? So I need a jazz band to come to my house. Or you could play a jazz record. Right, okay. Happy for a record. Okay, there just needs to be jazz music playing at midnight. Are you still being the axe man? Yeah. Because I'm just confused. It's like that would just leave a lot of houses empty because people would have to go to a different house Which would be smart if he just wanted to rob them. But he doesn't because he's... Well, we'll get to what happens. So he signs off, hoping that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been, am, and will be the worst spirit that ever existed, either in fact or realm of fancy. Oh, he's a fucking weirdo. Signed, the Axe Man. <laughs> As I'm, you dub me. Yeah, you and guys me myself. call me the Axe Man. So I love know, it. All we know about this guy so far is he's got a chisel. Uh, a slouch hat. A slouch hat. Donkey. Hates Italian grocers. Loves jazz. Loves jazz. Wears a dark suit. Light on his feet. Heavy set fella. I reckon I reckon we're getting pretty close. You're going to crack it? This is fucking ridiculous. At this point, it sort of feels like this is a hoax that somebody just wants to make people do something that's a bit out there. Yeah. You know? That feels like a real funny way to use the terror you've created. I think it's Not maybe funny, someone no. else. Yeah. Feels a bit hoaxy. Nah, maybe. maybe it's him. Well, people did not take the chance because New Orleans songwriter Joseph John DeVilla uh, wrote a song called The Mysterious Axeman's Jazz in brackets... Don't scare me, Papa. <laughs> don't, Fucking don't love jazz. Uh, the love the sheet music was published with a drawing on its cover that just uh, depicted a family playing music with a frightened look on their face. So he capitalised on this terror and, and yeah. well sold his song. Yeah. Uh, so Tuesday night came, March 19, and New Orleans was alive with jazz that night. People blasted jazz music at home and the jazz clubs were packed that night with a lot of people not wanting to take the chance of being murdered. Did he say like how, what, how late it had to go? Because it's a work night. Mm. 12.15, I know, it's late. And the, but the Axeman, a true man of his word, did not kill anyone that night. He probably just wanted a night off. Yeah. He's just, just pulling a prank. That's so strange. What would you ask people to do? If I was a murderer? Yeah, if. Oh, I'd tell everyone not to fart for 24 hours. How would you possibly monitor that? Well, you don't have to monitor it. People are so terrified at this point they will do anything you say. So people are just walking around very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of that. Okay. Um, I'd get them to make the Saints uh, win a game. I'm not sure. So the other team would just yeah. throw the game. You'd the be Saints happy with must that win? win. 
You'd be happy with that win? Oh, look, I, I anything to get anything us, our at this season point. going, really. Yeah, at right. this point, you'll say yes. Fair enough. Again, I'd say order a pizza, but leave it outside. And then I just go around having pizza. That sounds fun for one pizza. Yeah, I was going to have like a slice from each. Ooh, great. But maybe just on a street, you know. Yeah. A small street. Tell, tell them which street. A cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> tell them which street you're going to be on. And then approach their front doors and eat a slice of pizza. Okay, I could just get a pizza. You're right. That's That was silly. I was just being whimsical. Dave said don't fart and that got no criticism. Well, because. This is bullshit. Well. I'm going to I'm going to fart. Right now. Well, I'm going to leave a pizza out. <laughs> so, well, I'm so gonna, there. I'm going to fart on that pizza. Wait, no, no I'm going to bring a pizza in. Ah, you guys suck. <laughs> so people jazzed it. They jazzed it all night. Mm. Choose their jazz. But sadly, the attacks weren't truly over. In August, five months after the letter was published, Steve Boker, another grocer, was attacked in his bed. His skull was fractured by an axe and he couldn't recall much of what had happened to him, but he survived. Skull fractures, not nice. Mm. Now, the second last attack occurred on uh, September attack. 19, <laughs> in September. 19-year-old <laughs> Sarah Lawman was attacked and had her skull fractured when an intruder broke in through an open window. She doesn't sound like an Italian grocer. No, and also didn't chisel the back door. She too couldn't remember much of the attack, but she survived and a bloody axe was discovered on the uh, front lawn of her building. He's just cracking skulls now. Yeah. Get back to the slashing. Yeah, there's a lot of sc- I reckon he's using the he's turning the axe around and using it like yeah, like okay. it's a, a piece blunt, of wood really. Oh, yuck. Just a big heavy it's not really heavy cut, hammer. He's not he cutting. Yeah, he's, he doesn't he's even want to use the axe. It just sort of feels like he has to now cuz he's the axe man. And do we believe it's the same guy still? I don't. Well, his mole. MO is changing. Mole people. Is that right? Yeah, oh, MO. MO right there. Mole. <laughs> you did use modus operandi. MO, no, I think it actually stands for molioli. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, correct. His molioli has changed. <laughs> I think you'll find. Uh, the final attack occurred on October 27th, 1919. The victims of this attack were couple Mike and Esther Peppertone. Great name. Esther was awoken by her husband screaming and ran into his bedroom. Separate bedrooms. Hot. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> One of them snores. Yeah. Or both. Oh. <laughs> it's real trouble in paradise. Oh, yeah. Mike's head had been hit 18 times. How do you know that? Did Mike count? The amount of contusions. Well, he hung on for a couple of hours. There's no overlapping, is there? I can't believe it. He he hung on for a couple of hours, but unsurprisingly he did not make it. Blood splatter covered the majority of the room, including, according again to the Times-Picayune newspaper, a painting of the Virgin Mary covered in blood. Terrifying. Very uh, biblical. Uh, the Times also claimed it was hard to tell exactly what he'd been hit with because, quote, it was battered into an almost unrecognisable mass. Talking about his head. Oh, that's, oh, that's yuck. Good. Still feel like pizza, Jess? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. You kidding me? Sorry. How dare you? That was a dumb question. How I, dare you? I meant no disrespect. I'm furious. We're fighting now. <laughs> Esther saw two figures in her husband's bedroom who both quickly fled. Two? Did the axe man have an accomplice? Oh, was it Frank and the old man? Axe Ben. Okay, so that's the final murder. All in all, 12 people were attacked, six of whom died. Axe man and axe boy. So no, 
<laughs> so not a fantastic hit rate for a serial killer. And I'm very sorry to say that this is a mystery. Oh, no. no. Dave. Dave. Very sorry. Oh, that is fucked. So we he don't could, know. could still be out there, what you're saying. He could still be out. If he's a ghost. Dave. If he's a tepid, he could still oh, be out there. You know I'm terrified of tepids. We don't know 100% who or what the Axeman was and why he killed, but there are, of course, theories. Before we get into them, do you have any yourselves? Mole people. I don't know how many times I have to say this. mo mo moly. What was it? moly Come on, mate. Yeah. Well, it's got to be It's got to be something to do with the Italian grocers, right? Yeah. That's too big of a coincidence. But how, why? How are there so many of them? Yes, large like, large population. And there was a seven year gap. So how many in the first session and the second? What what was someone was doing something in that yeah. middle section? Did nobody audit the local grocers and see who was suddenly doing quite well yes. for seven years, and then maybe had a bit of a recession and then started axing people again? I reckon that's a question. Or they were over, they were overseas and won some world war mm. or something, or in oh. jail maybe. In jail, right? I reckon you got theories here. I've got a few theories. Uh, the first one is quite outlandish. It's spies. One theory is that some or all of the murders had to do with spies. Yes. Remember Harriet Lowe and her husband, Louis Besumer? She's the one that fingered many people before she died seven weeks later. First saying it was one of their workers, then it was her lover, then it was because he was a German spy. Well, authorities later found letters written in Yiddish and Russian written by her lover, Louis, and it was speculated that he was, in fact, actually a spy. Oh. She was not shitting them. And perhaps this attack had nothing to do with the axe man. It was a spy man. Lewis was uh, even arrested for this, but was later acquitted. So he was arrested for his lover's murder, mm-hmm. but was acquitted. Perhaps the, So perhaps this just discredits one of those murders and that this wasn't to do with the axe man, that right. this was a single, he was cashing in on that. But if he actually did that, that means he had to fracture his own skull yeah. with an axe. Which is unlikely, but for a spy, not impossible if you're trying to cover your tracks. You've got to bash your head. I mean, some people are desperate enough to do that. Bloody hell. I, I reckon that's a that's a real, real noble act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? mm-hmm. And my act. <laughs> my acts. Uh, the, so maybe that, that murder wasn't to do with it. Maybe oh, it was that just reminded me. I think it's obvious. It's obviously giblets. Giblets did it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Remind me who Giblets is. He's the big bearded man from the Lord of the Fries. Gimli. Oh, right. Lord of the Fries. Oh. Gimli. 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 That doesn't ring a bell. Giblets. And my axe. <laughs> That's very good for a character who you. I don't think you've seen. No, I've, I'm sure I've seen. Are you impersonating other impersonations? Because yeah, that's what I'm doing at this point. Because yeah. I haven't seen the film. With your Sean Connery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gimlet. Gim, uh, Gimlet Media. Gimli. 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 I, love, I like giblets. Yeah, I love that Jess was straight away knew what you meant. Oh, yeah. Giblets. Well, well we just said, and my axe, right? Oh, no. You, anyway. Who's the next one? And underneath this, when you when you edit it together, can you get that sort of... Kind of music that they do under like um, olden days dating show things, and behind door number three. Oh, could you do that, Dave? I could, but Jess is also singing another song, so it'll sound pretty bad right now. <laughs> no need, I'm doing it. Carry on. 
finish free. Da, 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 da. Door number two. <laughs> the craziest theory of all. The craziest theory is that the Axeman is a supernatural being. Well, that's not a theory. He said it himself. I don't think that's crazy either. I think that seems the most likely. Well, everyone remembered... Uh, Every time someone described the killer, they said he was a large man who was also very light on his feet. How else would such a large man be able to fit through a tiny entrance chiseled through a back door? So he's taken off a little panel. It's not that big. How else would such a large person Pet get monkey. through? Didn't you say he just puts his arm through and <laughs> unlocks the door? You said that before. He couldn't reach through because the tomato cans were there. <laughs> that is very true. So... Well... Case closed. I said it was the craziest theory. And I mean, but also, got... I'm a demon. How do I get in? Oh, I'm coming from another dimension. Oh, no, a door. <laughs> chisel, chisel, no, chisel. No. I'll chisel oh, a little no. panel and then make myself shrink. No, there were, oh, no, cans of tomatoes. <laughs> Just fucking push them over. No, then they make a noise. Honestly, Dave. Dave. I mean, these people aren't waking up. That's another theory. He's chiseling. No one has ever woken up and caught him in the act. Right. Yeah, and also have chi- he's chiseling. He, the first time anyone ever awakes is when he's looming over them with an axe. They open their eyes and go, "What the fuck?" He smashes. It's them. almost like he has to go, "Hey, yeah." Do you remember how your mum used to wake you? I'm like, "Hey, hey, 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 Jess." My grandma was always told me, "Turn the light on. Don't, don't touch me because I'll probably have a heart attack." <laughs> Turning the light on would startle me. Huh. <laughs> Honestly, leave me alone if I'm sleeping. Yeah. That's yeah. just a good theory. I think probably a handy thing for you guys to know. Just leave me alone. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So that's, that's I, I'm really glad you debunked that theory. I totally forgot that he had to just. Uh, he had unlike, arms. Unlike, yeah, like if, it, surely he'd just like walk through the wall. If he's a, if he's a demon. A supernatural being, I assume they can all do that. Surely. But if you, I'm I mean, gonna, it's I all the rules. Otherwise, how supernatural are you? Yeah. I'd say you're pretty natural. Yeah, average natural, to be honest. Your theories are making him feel like a natural woman. You make me feel, you make me feel like a natural What is she going on? What does that mean? What does that mean? Just natural. Don't shave my armpits. (laughs) You make me feel like a nap. You make me feel like I don't shave my arm. I absolutely do, but you make me feel like I don't. <laughs> you make me feel like there's hair where there isn't hair. <laughs> That's very strange. <laughs> All right, we've got a couple uh, more theories. One prevailing theory behind the Axeman murders, and uh, the one that probably speaks to me the most is that they stemmed from a feud between warring mafia factions. Most of the victims were, of course, Italian grocers. New Orleans had more Italian immigrants than any other city in the South, as I said, many of whom were from Sicily. Were these attacks just early mafiosos taking out rivals? Right. Possibly. Nine years before the killing of the final victim, Mike Peppertone, he and his father, Peter Peppertone, were central... Uh, fi- Peter Peppertone. <laughs> I love it. Pe- 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 <laughs> I that exact thought when I wrote his name out. <laughs> Uh, so Mike and Peter Peppertone were central figures in the killing of D. Christina. D. Christina had once leased the building from Peter Peppertone for his own grocery, but when the lease expired, he took over the business next door and put up his own grocery place. Nuh-uh. A rival grocer. Christina was murdered by uh, the senior Peppertone. Papa Peppertone. Papa Peppertone. That's not good. Hasn't the supermarket game changed a lot oh, over the wow. years? It's yeah. crazy. Way less murder these There's days. really only a couple of competitors, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. So the big theory. Food works, obviously, being the biggest. Yes. And IGA. It's true. 
good for the internationals. I love both those references. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably think, yeah, why are they listing supermarkets? Anyway, so the theory here is that uh, Senior Peppertone and his son Mike had taken out this guy, D. Christina, Papa and that Peppertone. Mike's Papa murder Papa Peter Peppertone. was perhaps a retaliation for Papa P- Peter Papa. Peppertone's I heard he was famous murder. for his perfect pancakes. Papa Peter Peppertone's perfect pancakes. Is that true? Yeah. It's true. Papa Peppertone was known for his perfect pancakes. Because his secret ingredient was paprika. Papa Peppertone's perfect paprika pancakes. That's good fun. Uh, the only person that was uh, that has since been really named as a suspect, and this is the final part of the story, is Joseph Mumphrey. So this two links to the final killing of Mike Peppertone, son of Papa Peter Peppertone. Mike Peppertone. Who was famous for? Panda cakes. <laughs> Panda cakes? Panda cakes. Panna cotta cakes. Oh, yum. They sound good, don't they? Mike Peppertone was found by his wife, Esther. After Mike died, this is a bit weird, Esther remarried a guy called Angelo Albano. That is weird. Yeah. Get into the weird bit. Weirdly, I... two years to the day after Mike's Axeman murder, her first husband, her second husband, Albano, disappeared. Well, she is not having much luck. Before their marriage, Angelo Albano had ended business dealings with a man called Joseph Mumphrey. After her second husband, Angelo's disappearance, this Joseph Mumphrey character randomly appeared at her home and demanded $500, a very large sum of money. If she didn't pay, he threatened to kill her the same way he'd killed her husband. Ooh, sounds like you had a real axe to grind. High five, that is, that is good. But guess what, man? You spoke over our high five, by the way. Can I'll we let, go again? I'll let it in post. Can we go again? Matt, just make the sound of a high five with your mouth. You can do it. Incredible. <laughs> he is good. So Joseph Mumphrey. <laughs> Sorry, I was clearing my throat for that first bit. Why? <laughs> there we go. So let me clear my throat again. <laughs> Here we go. One last try. <laughs> that was Dave's. He's looking at me in display for that was not hand-on-hand action. How is that coming through my head? headphones? It's amazing. Yeah. So, Joseph Mumphrey. Oh, that's confusing. He says, I'm going to kill you if you don't, like I killed your husband, you're going to give me $500. But guess what? Esther, she don't take no shit. Yeah. She shot and killed Mumphrey. Fucking Shooting hell. him eight times. Okay, Esther. I mean, it's hard to claim self-defense when you shoot eight times. And Remember someone... $8 was a lot back then as well? And yeah. they're asking for 500 I just wanted to say, Matt. Uh, shooting someone eight times would sound a little something <laughs> like. Oh, he's warming up. Here we go. Uh, that was five, six, maybe. Uh, Had to take a little moment to reload. <laughs> Just in case he wasn't dead. So, you know, like people say they're unlucky in love if they just can't find a husband, but she just keeps finding him and they die. It's crazy. So she's lucky in a way. (laughs) But then very unlucky Mm. in another way. So just to sum up, when Esther was arrested for the shooting of Mumphrey, the guy that had threatened her. Esther arrested. She claimed she had, she claimed that Mumphrey had in fact been the axe man that had killed her first husband. Oh. And that she'd seen him running from her house the night. That her husband, Mike Peppertone, was She's murdered. saying this years later. Two uh, years later. Yeah, two years later to the day. But he's the guy she married? No. I've lost track. 
<laughs> there was too many interruptions. She married Angelo. Right. Okay, so she's married to Mike Pepitone. He's killed by the axe murderer. She marries a new husband. He disappears. And then this guy called Mumphrey comes and says, I killed your husband. Give me money or I'll kill you too. Right. She shoots him. Oh. And in her defense is, he threatened me and also he was the axe man. Oh, and there were no more axe murders after this guy yeah. died. How convenient. So she got off from the killing. She was acquitted. She got off. Saying it was self-defense. Great. It was later discovered that Mumphrey had been blackmailing lots of Italian men in New Orleans. And I remember a lot of the ex-men victims were Italian grocers. Earlier in the century, he'd been sent to 20 years hard labor for setting off a bomb outside a grocery that that refused to bribe him. He'd also been in and out of prison, sort of Mm. correlating a little bit with the time in between Uh. the first and the second attacks. And as you said, after he died, there were no more axe murders. So he may be the killer, but the bottom line is we'll probably never know. That one feels like the one, right? I mean, in the way you've just well, told it. Well, I mean, there wasn't any other theories that maybe stood out to you that could have oh, been. Well, obviously, the, uh, the killer's molioli points towards <laughs> yes. some more underground assailants. I mean, how do you think they're getting, they just need a tiny little bit of space, tiny little oh. bit of space. And are you sure they're chiseling or not burrowing through the door? <laughs> David, are you sure? <laughs> well, they're doing a little bit of each. So they're using the chisel, but in their mouths. Right. Adorable. Moles also have poor eyesight. That's why it's happening at night. Yep. They, that's they're... right. And they also hate cans of tomato. <sighs> Finally. Perkins is right. Finally. It's all falling into place. I solved it. You're welcome, police. Well, it's good to solve the murder. But um, I didn't uh, thank the people that suggested this topic. Two people did. Thank you very much because I'd never heard of it and I uh, thought it was quite a cool topic. Thank you to Ryan uh, Baker from Auckland. Did you say this is cool? Murdering is cool, Dave? Yeah. Shakalaka. And Scarlett Kelly from Perth also suggested this. Shakalak. Shakalak to you. Shakalak. Uh, yeah. So what do you guys reckon? I, I, oh, my God, David, I've already told you. I've told you how I solved it. So, oh yeah, Matt, can you also solve it? Uh, what was the question? Solve them. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it was definitely the last thing you said. Nailed it. Jess, mole people. Yep. So let me finish. I agree. I agree. It was mole people. Or, but or um, a, a single mole person, more likely. They work them? alone, <laughs> and they always wear slouch hats. So cute. <laughs> so cute. But that is the end of the the report. That was great, Dave. I had a lot of fun, mostly in the tangents, to be honest. The axe murdering part wasn't that nice. It was a little bit. I mean, I like I said, I did have nightmares last night, so I apologise for that. Yeah, I can't, but hopefully, I can't wait to also have nightmares tonight. Thank you so I much. I mean, let's be honest, you'll probably just have a nightmare about not waking up in time and then relive the dream over and over and then again. Be, and then still be jealous that he had a better dream <laughs> than I did. Fuck, that's a good dream. Morse code TV show. I wouldn't tell people that. I'd just write it down and make a million dollars. Okay, can you edit it all out so I can make a million dollars? Will do. (laughs) All right, that is the end of the episode. And thanks to everyone for downloading in the first place. Uh, If you haven't uh, listened to the show before, great to have you on board. We've got lots and lots of episodes, a lot of serial killers and uh, other interesting stuff that you can uh, check out in our back catalogue. We also have a thing called Patreon, which is a way that people that listen every week can support the show and keep us going. By giving us cold, hard cash. That's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash do go on pods for all your Patreon needs. And you get uh, shout outs, you get 
access to other stuff, things early before everyone else. And also... Uh, we get cold hard <laughs> Also, you get bonus episodes, two per month, two exclusive episodes just for the people that support us through that platform. So and what do they have to cool. give us in order to get all that? Love, attention, and cold hard Yeah, I have an idea for this week, if you'll go with me. I always have ideas and you always hate them. Um, we either... Because they're always quite complicated. No, they're not. Okay, Shut no. up. How dare you? No, tell me. Tell we me either you. give them a weapon or a murderer name. So it's either like an axe or the axe man or whatever. Yeah. Weapon? I think murderer. Murderer name? Yeah. No, sorry, the weapon. Weapon. Which, which becomes their name. Yeah, okay, great. sure, great. Which I think is cool. And uh, by the way, what we're talking about is we uh, like to thank by name some of those beautiful people that give us the cold hard cash through patreon.com. And uh, we're going to thank them now and give them a, a, a murder weapon of choice. You're welcome. By the way, please do not kill with this weapon and then say we asked you to do it because we did not ask you to do that. Oh, good one. Covering our butts. Yes. Good, cov- good butt cover. <gasps> no one, one kill anyone. Butt. No one kill anyone. Of course, it's quite interesting to talk about it on a podcast, but in, th- in real life. Murder. Not a great idea. Crime doesn't pay. Terrible idea. No. Mumfrey got shot in the end, so let's remember that. Let's remember that. Also, this episode is dedicated to the world's Italian grocers because I imagine the industry has been decimated by the Walmarts of the world. Yes. But you're not going to start an Italian grocer, are you? Because, I mean, so many of them get murdered. And you're asking for trouble. I'm not an idiot. I'm going to reinforce the back door if I do. Okay. okay. Who's gonna, who wants to go first? I think maybe, Jess, you should because you uh, have this idea. Okay. So I would like to thank... From Shetland in Scotland, as you can tell. Another one that's okay to do, apparently. Yeah, I think so. Okay. If uh, I've look. been there, so I can do it. Right. That's how it works. Okay, good. Um, I've been to Italy. Yes. Yes. I've been to China. All right, here we go. <laughs> I feel like I think there's something, there's, maybe it's something about the, if, if the language is, it, the native language is in your language. Great. Oh, okay. So, so we're I, doing, like uh, Scottish is yeah. an so English-speaking country. Oh, so Maybe? you can't do Chinese people speaking English. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to get all PC gone mad over here. <laughs> but let's, let's not be dicks. Someone say, yeah. Um, so from Scotland, I would like to thank Ben Fulton, Futon Couch. <laughs> the oh, Futon the Couch fu- murderer. F- oh, he yeah, suffocates the f- him in there. <laughs> the Futon Folder. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I love it. Because also, like the Axe Man, he only uses weapons that are available in the house. Yeah, he doesn't bring his, He doesn't BYO futon. Or it's weirder because he does BYO oh. futon. He says, can you come outside? I, did, I lost the accent. He comes, folds and leaves. <laughs> yeah. And then the, I guess the policeman would arrive there in Shetland and say, it's murder. <laughs> it's another murder. Murder. Uh, <laughs> so thank Diagnosis. You. Murder. Get target. Get target. Target. Murder. So sorry, Ben. I can't quite do it there. Murder. <laughs> and my surname's Stuart. So it's fine for you. God, you've covered all bases. Yeah, Any Chinese I, in you? I'm a real melting pot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. Uh, yeah. And also, th- thank you, Ben. We appreciate thank you, Ben. from Shetland. Sorry about our terrible I don't know accents. if Dave mentioned it before, but you guys are the ones. You help make this show possible. By Actually, very true. us I cold... Mean, Support. You may, I mean, we, dollar bills. We, you know, it's you're making it sound dirty, Jess. Yeah, it is. But this is just, it's just how. Can I thank someone else? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? I'd like to thank from Nashville, Danielle Summers. Oh, Danielle's Nashville. great. We've I mean, Nashville's not that before. far a from New Orleans. Not that far. Glass bottle. Oh, a bourbon. 
Is that what you're thinking? No, summers, summers be cider, glass bottle. Wow, okay. Well, okay, I reckon bourbon would have been Ten- Yeah, Tennessee. Okay, bourbon. <laughs> Yay. Well, you did say glass bottle. Now I'm bottle. finally good enough for you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> you, I liked how you left it open to everyone's imagination with glass bottle. So the glass bottle killer. Oh, no, that, I, re- I reckon. That is, oh, imagine. Oh, I don't, I don't reckon. It would take a couple of strikes. Yeah, well, I reckon. A, I reckon a maybe a better name. Let me put this for just, just keep it simple. The bottler. Oh, oh, that's good. Yes, the bottler. The bottler struck again. Okay, she's from Nashville. <laughs> the bottler struck again in Nashville. <laughs> Could I thank a couple? If Please. You I thank you, Dan- Danielle or Danielle from Shrewsbury in Massachusetts. Oh. Charlie Hefferman. Charlie Hefferman from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. So it's not Heffernan. <laughs> Hefferman. With an a, M. It's an N. It's N A N. Heffam Oh right. I've the way I've got it written down here is the R and the N of oh. forming an M. Oh Heffam okay. Heffernan. It's the old eyes. Charlie Heffernan. He uses a cow's carcass. Oh wow, that seems complicated. Like I mean, they used to a put grandma a grandma cow's carcass. Heifer. Yes, I get it. Yeah. Heifer nan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like <laughs> famous mafia traders putting a horse's head in the bed, yeah. but he puts a cow's head in the bed and then proceeds to strike you over the head with the cow. With the rest of the cow. Yeah. Yep. But it is an old, an old grandma cow, so it's so a little shriveled down. Putting, pulling, putting her out of her misery. <laughs> Easier to, to carry around with him as he does. Thank you so much, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Massachusetts is so good. I'm not saying that right, am I? Massachusetts. It is a tough one. Massachusetts. That's right. That's what I said. Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, you know what that's from? Yeah, that's right. Austin, Massachusetts. That's what I said. No, what's that from? It's from uh, Road Trip. I have seen. He's saying, he, he gives the wrong city. So he is this says, Tom Green? Tom Green saying. God, oh, it's a good Tom Green. Yeah, I'm getting it now. Instead of. So it was, he, he, somebody got confused between Austin and Boston. Oh, ah, oh, got it. Uh, and I classic loved... geography joke. That <laughs> yeah, uh, right up my alley. Bit of wordplay and geography. Wow, <laughs> together at last. From Riverview, Florida. That sounds Love beautiful. It. Doesn't yes. that sound great? Christian Goodyear. Oh, we sometimes chat to Christian. Yes, we do the uh, online videos once a month, and Christian is often in the chats. Yes, so mm-hmm. is Danielle. I'm pretty sure, but I would love Good to have you on board, guys. I would, uh, I would assume, uh, and, <gasps> and in thanking Christian, I would assume he'd be the tire killer. Oh, right. I was going to say blimp. Oh, blimp! Blimp kills better. <laughs> what does he take people up in the, the blimp, blimp, or does killer. he dive no, bomb? He, he in dive the blimp. bombs in the blimp. <laughs> that is and it, awesome. like it's coming slowly at you. <laughs> but for some reason, ah, you're just paralyzed with fear. It's like the Hindenburg killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the blimp. So what are you calling him then? The blimp killer. Blimp boy. The blue the bluer. Blilla. <laughs> you know I love a portmanteau. Ghostface Blilla. Love it. Ghostface Blilla. That's great. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Christian. Thanks for nothing, Christian. Thanks for killing people with blimps. Well, I mean, they they didn't do that. Oh that's yeah, some, it's a hypothetical. That's a hypothetical thing. fictional thing we're putting on to. Yeah, them. that's right. Sorry, Christian. We're entirely responsible for that scenario. We're back to loving you again. I mean, I was the only After one who got confused. Years. <laughs> All right, I'd like to thank now from uh, Columbia, South Carolina, which is just south of one of our favourite states. North Carolina. Correct. Did you know a little fact about... I missed that. I forgot why it's my favourite state. Remind me. Well, um, 
the ex-best basketballer of all time, Michael Jordan. Oh, dethroned. LeBron, is that what you're saying? Yeah, LeBron uh, this week has uh, won two playoffs with buzzer beaters. Did you say he's won today? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, the ex-best. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Long way around there. Um, uh, yeah, he, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, he played college ball and he continued to wear his college shorts from his university team uh, throughout his professional career at Chicago. And his university was, that's the key part here, <laughs> you have forgot to mention. Well, yeah, I'll let you say the... The university but... was, of course, in North Carolina. Right. Just north of Preston Jenkinson. Sorry, Preston. Preston we really took a while We there. left you hanging there. So, Maybe Preston, well. what's Preston's weapon of Preston choice? Preston Jenkinson. Preston. An iron. Yes. That's... Oh, you think he's... Because <coughs> they, pre... you know, Preston Press. clothes. Yep. It's an iron. Preston. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with just that. Just irons your face. I was just going to say banana boy. <laughs> That's stupid, Dave. <laughs> Dave, okay. take the game seriously, please. Banana boy. He just leaves a banana out and people slip on him and then it looks like they just fell. Oh. Do okay. you think he'd get a name for that? And they fell into an iron. Yeah. Where they were Preston. I'm never trusting you with fruit. Preston Jenkinson, thank you so much for your support. And finally, this week, I'd like to thank from Ventura or Ventura, California, Janae. Did you say that word the same two times? Ventura, Ventura or, or Ventura. Ventura? No, Ventura or Ventura. Oh. California. <laughs> Edit as appropriate, Janae. Janae Colton. And she uses a cult. <gasps> Janae Colton. A cult. Like, an, like a gun or, or like a baby horse. Or an entire cult. A cult. Or oh. the occult. The or, occult. Or a yuckult. <laughs> yeah, it's probiotics. Yeah, probiotics. <laughs> Here, I have these billions of probiotics. <laughs> but I'm allergic to oh, but I'm much, allergic. Too much for my system. Thank you, Janae Colton. I hope you have your cult in the US. I don't know. I'm really sorry, guys, for just steamrolling that game. I was so fucking good at it. You were on it. I was on you were fire on it today. Tonight. And then when some of us tried with Banana Boy, you just really crushed us. That spirit. was awful. <laughs> That was very bad indeed. Oh, now I'm feeling depressed. Normally there's no wrong <laughs> depressed answer. Depressed. Yeah. Dave, right. you wrap up and then put yourself in timeout, mate. That's <laughs> I, not on. I think I just saved it. <laughs> I'm going to say. I was going to say timeout, but you have to wrap up. So finish up and then you got to sit in that corner for another 10 minutes. All right, I'm going to smash a sweet buzzer beater here. <laughs> Save it. All right, well, guys, we do have to go. Um, but for another week, uh, thank you very much for listening to our voices. You can get in contact anytime with us. Uh, all the uh, links to how to suggest a topic and uh, how to get in contact are in the description of this episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. And until next week, I will say a goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 